Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everybody's Ramadan. Inshallah, we continue with our Sciences of the Quran series. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala al mabu'uthi rahmatan lil alameen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa salama tasliman kathiran ila yawmiddin amma ba'd. We were discussing the different styles and the contents of the Medinan and Meccan verses and how they are very different for the most part, they're very very different. And how the Meccan verses talk about the basics, the fundamentals, establishing the faith, uh, talking about the hereafter issues and uh, concepts of oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet wasallam's message and so on. And then we speak about the Medinan verses which deal with a lot of ahkam and laws and, then, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, just to give us a taste of all of these things, we were going through a few verses. Let us uh, look at a few more verses today. Um, we look at, j- just imagine these verses of Surah, Al- Surah Qaf. Uh, this is Surah Qaf uh, verses uh, 6 to 11. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَلَمْ يَنْظُرُوا إِلَى السَّمَاءِ فَوْقَهُمْ كَيْفَ بَنَيْنَاهَا وَزَيَّنَّاهَا وَمَا لَهَا مِنْ فُرُوجٍ وَالْأَرْضَ مَدَدْنَاهَا وَأَلْقَيْنَا فِيهَا رَوَاسِيَ وَأَنْبَتْنَا فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ زَوْجٍ بَهِيجٍ تَبْصِرَةً وَذِكْرَى لِكُلِّ عَبْدٍ مُنِيبٍ وَنَزَّلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً مُبَارَكًا فَأَنْبَتْنَا بِهِ جَنَّاتٍ وَحَبَّ الْحَصِيدِ وَالنَّخْلَ بَاسِقَاتٍ لَهَا طَلْعٌ نَضِيدٌ رِزْقًا لِلْعِبَادِ وَأَحْيَيْنَا بِهِ بَلْدَةً مَيْتًا كَذَلِكَ الْخُرُوجِ Obviously you'll probably really only appreciate it fully if you understand the Arabic and the style of the language which we're going to discuss in a short while. Um, but what, what this is and you can tell by the meaning it says don't they look at the heavens and above them and how we uh, don't they look at the heavens above them how we have created them, how we've made them, how we've adorned them. They see no discrepancy, no hole inside. We also, uh, what about the earth? Do they not look at the earth, how we've stretched it, we've put mountains in it, and we've put uh, from uh, all forms of life, all forms of plants and, and trees, and we've grown all of those kind of pears from, from there as well. And all of this is something that they should take uh, a lesson from. Right, and this is essentially a lesson for everything. Everybody who is uh, one who wants to turn to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they will take a lesson from this. We've also caused water to uh, cause the rain to uh, descend from the heavens, and it is full of blessing. It's full of blessing, mubarak. And by this, we've grown orchards, we've grown gardens and uh, orchards of uh, fruits and other seeds and everything else, and the palm trees, and they have all of these. Uh, talking about the various different characteristics of the palm tree and all of this is as a sustenance for the servants and this is also this rain is also by which we cause completely desolate and dead uh, uh, dead pieces of ground to grow and to become live and green and uh, this is uh, uh, this is all you can see that this is all about uh, a makki verse trying to uh, provide an understanding of what people can observe outside and trying to establish that all of this comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it did not happen in random 
Um, then we take uh, the last verses of Suratul Qiyamah, right? Now this is coming back now to the human being as opposed to the nature outside. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَيَحْسَبُ الْإِنسَانُ أَنْ يُتْرَكَ السُّدَى أَلَمْ يَكُنْ نُطْفَةً مِّنْ مَنِيٍّ يُمْنَى ثُمَّ كَانَ عَلَقَةً فَخَلَقَ فَسَوَّى فَجَعَلَ مِنْهُ الزَّوْجَيْنِ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى أَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يُحْيِيَ الْمَوْتَى does the human think that he's created for no purpose, just randomly like that? This is what a lot of people think today, right? Was he not just a drop of fluid from, from semen and then he became a clot of blood and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stabilized him, made him proportionate and balanced and so on and made from them two genders, the male and the female gender. Isn't then, isn't he then, doesn't he then have the capability, right, to resurrect the dead? If he created people, essentially the idea is that if people, if he created people for the first time without anything from a small clot of blood, well now they've died, there's still particles of them that are left and they can be recreated from them. So again, this is a Makki verse. Thereafter that, there's... In the Makki verses, what you see is that there's an attack against shirk, idol worship, polytheism, uh, other forms of uh, godlessness, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established lots of proofs in that. You see a lot of proofs, there's a lot of hujaj, as they call them, a lot of proofs, and the burhan and so on, which goes to try to destroy uh, their, their wrong beliefs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides a lot of uh, examples in this regard. So look at these verses from Surah Al-Hajj. Look at these verses from Surah Al-Hajj, verses 73 to 75. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhan nasu duriba mathalun fastami'oola Inna al-lazina tad'oona min dunillahi lan yakhluqu thubaban walawijtama'oola Wa in yaslubhum al-thubabu shay'an la yastanqithuhu min ضعف الطالب والمطلوب ما قدر الله حق قدره إن الله لقوي عزيز. Numerous examples have provided here. It says, "O oh people, there's an example that's been provided for you. So listen up carefully. Those that you call on to besides Allah, those that you ascribe as partners to Allah, they cannot create. They can never create even as much as a fly, for example." Right. Even if they're all gathered together, all the idols gathered together, they wouldn't be able to create a fly. In fact, if a fly takes something of theirs, maybe an offering that you've given to them and fly came, comes and takes something of that, they would not be able to even get their right back. They would not be able to snatch it back from them. Right? They're completely, it's all weak. They're all weak. So essentially what it is, is that they, it says that they did, they have not really treated Allah with the respect and given Him the position that they should do. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is powerful and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mighty. So these are the kind of verses that you will see in this constantly just trying to explain who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and providing a number of evidences in that regard. 
Thereafter, I'm going to mention another verse from Surah Al-Ankabut, which is uh, verse 41. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَوْلِيَاءَ كَمَثَلِ الْعَنْكَبُوتِ اتَّخَذَتْ بَيْتًا وَإِنَّ أَوْهَنَ الْبُيُوتِ لَبَيْتُ الْعَنْكَبُوتِ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ The example of those that they take as partners besides Allah, they are like the spider who builds a house, who builds its web, who spins its web. And the weakest of homes, the weakest of dwellings for any creature is the house, is the, is essentially the spider web, right? And if only they could know. So you've got lots of this. Now you have to, uh, the other big point at that time was that the people of Mecca, the polytheists were steeped in this blind following of their fathers, of their forefathers rather. And though they were on deviance, they were completely blinded by that. Their whole focus was just, our father said this. The, the culture was so important. Now, an important message that I've had an observation about culture, because there's a lot of people out there who have problems with culture, and they want to disregard all their culture. So if they're from a Punjabi culture, Gujarati culture, Bengali culture, Egyptian culture, they're like, I don't like it at all, right? So um, I've had a lot of thought about this, especially when I wrote my marriage book, because culture is a part of everybody's life. It's probably one of the most powerful forces in people's lives, their culture. Now, you may come out of Punjabi culture, but you're going to go into some other culture, right? Whether that's Western culture or British culture or UK culture or London culture or whatever it is. You cannot escape culture. Culture is very powerful. You know, you sometimes take on your workplace culture. Right? So culture is very, very powerful because this is what we live in. Right? And it's very difficult to kind of divorce yourself from these kind of things. So their culture was very, very forefather oriented. Whatever they say is right. Whatever my family says is right. Even if they were wrong, unsur akhaka, akhaka zaliman aw mazluman was their motto, which is that you need to help your brother whether he is the oppressor or whether he's the one being oppressed. So you have to help him completely. So this was really, really, really debilitating. And they were so... So, so stuck in this that it was, you know, it was quite difficult to get them out of this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his beautiful way using the best method which is language uh, for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, if you look at verse uh, 21 of Surah Luqman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ اتَّبِعُوا مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ قَالُوا بَلْ نَتَّبِعُوا مَا وَجَدْنَا عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَنَا أَوَلَوْ كَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ يَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَىٰ عَذَابِ السَّعِيرِ just a short point, uh, Allah says, when it said, it, uh, said to them that follow that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed, they say, no, we're going to follow that which we found our forefathers upon. The shaitan is the shaitan which is inviting them to the punishment, to the punishment of the hellfire. Then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Zukhruf, verses 22 to 25, Allah says, This is a bit more detail, so Allah talks about this in several places. وَكَذَلِكَ مَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ فِي قَرِيَةٍ مِنْ نَذِيرٍ إِلَّا قَالَ مُطْرَفُوهَا إِنَّا وَجَدَنَا آبَاءَنَا عَلَىٰ أُمَّةٍ وَإِنَّا عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ مُقْتَدُونَ قَالَ أَوَلَوْ جِئْتُكُمْ بِأَهْدَى مِمَّا وَجَدْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَكُمْ قَالُوا إِنَّا بِمَا أُرْسِلْتُمْ بِهِ كَافِرُونَ 
فانتقمنا منهم فانظر كيف كان عاقبة المكذبين now, as you know, it came, the Qur'an came down 13 years in Makkah Mukarramah and it was dealing with them. So that's why there's going to be several ways in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say this. And it's really interesting. In this one, there's a lot more uh, majesty, a lot more power in, this, uh, in the expression here. Allah says, they say, but they say that we found our forefathers on a particular way and we are going to be fully guided by them in that path. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strikes an example. He said that this is exactly the people who uh, came before you. This is exactly when we sent to them a warner. They said something similar. They're, they're excessive ones. They said the same thing that, hey, we found our forefathers on a particular way and we're going to fully follow that. We're completely adherent to that as well. So then the Prophet said to them, the Messenger said to them, what about if I was to bring to you something even more guided and better than what your forefathers were upon, that you found your forefathers upon? So he's challenging them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning that the Prophet challenged those people of the earlier times. So they said, in their response, they said, it doesn't matter, whatever, whatever it is, we're still kafir, we're still dis, we're, we still uh, deny that. We, we are not in agreement with that at all. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, فَانْتَقَمْنَا مِنْهُمْ we then, we then revenged, we took revenge, we, we punished them. Now look at the ending of those who deny. So this was coming down over 23 years. This were constant verses. Now remember, although these verses were coming upon the Prophet ﷺ, and then he was spreading them to the believers, from there they were being spread to the non-believers as well. Right? They, the non-Muslims, the, the mushrikeen, the polytheists were listening to these verses and they were being influenced by them. And there will, be, there will be cases and incidents that I will mention to you a bit later on about that which shows direct influence on them. In fact, I mean, the proof of everybody who became Muslim at that time is, the proof is those people who became Muslim because a lot of them were just completely taken by the Qur'an and it was just very powerful speech. Because remember at that time, they really, really appreciated and reveled in good speech and the Quran was the best of speeches even uh, according to what the enemy said that there's nobody that can make something like that that's why they, they said this was magic or something like that so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides uh, evidences like that um, from from the nature from the cosmic system from the oneness uh, regarding the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the day of judgment speaks about resurrection and all of these discussions are happening and it, this is all happening uh, in an amazing way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning to them things that they never thought about. They had sketchy information about, like they knew the stories of certain prophets, some basic ideas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran provides details that they could never think about. And only a few people among them may have known some of these details from uh, some of the Israelite sources or from some of the previous scriptures, right? Because the majority had not studied those. So then when they would even ask such people that the Qur'an is now saying this and providing these details, they'll say, yeah, that tallies up with what we have in our books. It's very similar. This is absolutely plausible. So it, the, the message of the Qur'an was being corroborated you know, from many, many sources. So look at in Surah Luqman what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Right? And again, I just wish you, know, you understood, everybody here understood Arabic, right? I'm assuming that most people uh, probably don't understand Arabic. But if you do, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Because the language is very special in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this. 
ألم تروا أن الله سخر لكم ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وأسبغ عليكم نعمه ظاهرة وباطنة ومن الناس من يجادل في الله بغير علم ولا هدى ولا كتاب منير If you carry on with that it goes on and then the final verse there is you can check this up if you want verses 20 to 27 of Surah Luqman verses 20 to 27 of Surah Luqman and you know you can have a Quran with you a Mus'haf with you and you can check this and especially if you've got a translation then after that the last verse in that series is وَلَئِن سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْغَنِيُّ الْحَمِيدُ وَلَوْ أَنَّ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ شَجَرَةٍ أَقْلَامٌ وَالْبَحْرُ يَمُدُّهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ سَبْعَةُ أَبْحُرٍ مَا نَفِدَتْ مَا نَفِدَتْ كَلِمَاتُ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ مَا خَلْقُكُمْ وَلَا بَعْثُكُمْ إِلَّا كَنَفْسٍ وَاحِدَةٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ بَصِيرٌ don't you see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has subjugated for you that which is in the heavens and that which is in the earth. And He showered, He showered, poured uh, in abundance His bounties upon you, both the apparent and the, uh, the inner hidden ones. But then there is still from among people those who debate and who dispute regarding Allah without any knowledge, without any guidance and without any illuminating book. They have nothing. It's just an argument that they have. And they knew this. They knew they didn't have an argument. So eventually this had to affect them and that's why they started becoming Muslim. But then there were others who were just more stubborn. Humans are stubborn. There's some more stubborn than other people. There's some who are agreeable and more malleable than others. They became Muslim first. And the others, well, some of them had to, uh, you know, died and, uh, died, and uh, died in kufr. And others, they just took longer. They became Muslim later. Thereafter, in the last verse of Surah Luqman, uh, of that, that section of Surah Luqman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is verse 27, I think, that if you ask them who created the heavens and the earth, they would say Allah. You see, this is really interesting. Just like many of the Hindus today, while they believe in many, many deities and gods, they actually do believe in the supreme God. So what's the point of all of these other gods? The point of it is that they're agents. They are things that we can see, they say. We can't see God, we can't see Khuda, you know, we can't see the Allah as such, right? So they believed in Allah, but they, they remember they were mushrikeen, they were not deniers of God, they were mushrikeen, they were polytheists, right? They were idolaters, they were, uh, they, they added gods, that's what they, they, they made up gods. So it's just that they could relate to them more, that's what they're saying, right? So if you ask them then who created the heavens and earth, they say Allah. Say all praises to Allah, but the majority of them, the majority of them just do not know. For Allah is everything that is in the heavens and the earth, not for any of these gods. They don't play a part at all, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the independent one and He's the praiseworthy one. In fact, then Allah says, this, this is just amazing, that if all the trees that are on the earth, now subhanAllah, these huge forests, just imagine all the trees that you see around you, outside your your homes and other places. If all the trees of the world, right, right, the, all the trees were to be made into pens and all the oceans were to become ink and that was then to be supplied with a further seven oceans like that, 
the words of Allah could still not be depleted. If you started writing the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with that, they could still, still not be depleted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the mighty and the wise one. Your creation, Allah says, your creation, your resurrection is just like, is just like one soul. Uh, it's so easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do. Allah constantly talks about resurrection because the, the hereafter, and think about it today, once you start focusing on your hereafter, it calms down your greed of this world, right? It calms down your feeling of loss in this world because you feel like, I've got another life. That's why, because people who don't think about the other life, they're just thinking about this world, then it's very, very difficult for them because they think that I have to get everything in this life and if I don't have and other people have, then that means that I've lost out. You only live once, yes, in this world, but you live, you know, in the hereafter forever. So that's why constantly there's a concept of resurrection. That idea is emphasized over and over and over again. Thereafter that, um, go to Surah Al-An'am and check out uh, verses 95 to 99 of Surah Al-An'am. Allah says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَالِقُ الْحَبِّ وَالنَّوَىٰ يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَمُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتِ مِنَ الْحَيِّ ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ فَأَنَّا تُؤْفَكُونَ فَالِقُ الْإِصْبَاحِ وَجَعَلَ اللَّيْلَ سَكَنًا وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ حُسْبَانًا ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ وَهُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ النُّجُومَ لِتَهْتَدُوا بِهَا فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ قَدْ فَصَّلْنَا الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who creates the seed. He's the one who splits the seed. I mean, if you just think about a seed, right? A single seed, sometimes it's tiny, right? And you've got a rose seed and you've got a seed for a juniper and you've got a seed for a sage plant and you've got another one for the mint plant and you plant them. And the seeds, you know, they're not very different to one another. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put the DNA, the whole design, the whole blueprint into each one of those seeds. Ajeeb, right? And you put it into the ground and it splits and it becomes the exact tree that you want. It becomes the exact plant, right, for what that seed is designated. I mean, that is just absolutely stunning and amazing, you know. That's absolutely stunning, that small seed and it becomes an oak tree. A small seeds and it becomes a palm tree, right? And it's a completely different tree, different fruits, different things on there. Ajeeb. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He's the one who splits these seeds and creates these seeds and so on. He's the one who takes out the living from the dead, right? So the seed is dead, but He takes the living out of the dead. And He's also the one who will take out the dead from the living, right? And, you know, where are you guys? What's going on? It's an amazing... Uh, subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about then him bringing the morning, the light of the morning, uh, him uh, designating the night for, for rest, uh, the sun and the moon, you know, uh, that you can use for, uh, for, for, for your calculation as well. All of this is the blueprint of Allah. All of this is the planning of Allah and the predestination of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah then talks about the stars. He says he has also kept the stars for you so that you can be guided by them uh, in the darknesses uh, you know, on land and in the sea. And we expand these verses. We expound on these verses. We detail these verses. Right? 
for people who know. If they just focus on these verses, they will find it absolutely intuitive, absolutely natural that they can relate to this. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about several other things. Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He has created you from a single soul. Right? Then Allah says, This is the way we detail these verses again and separate them out for people who comprehend, for, for, for who think, who understand. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again talks about several other things and then talks about the various different fruits. He talks about the rumman, He talks about. Uh, um, he talks about the various different fruits, the palm trees. He talks about uh, the grapes. Grapes are mentioned in the Quran. He talks about the olives, right? They're mentioned in the Quran. He talks about pomegranates. They're mentioned in the Quran as well. And uh, Allah says, Look, unzuru ila thamarihi idha athmara wa inna fi thalikum la ayatil liqawmi yu'minun. It's all part of the same verse, right? Look at its flowers and its fruit, giving fruit when it provides its fruit and when it becomes ripe and so on. In all of this is a sign for the people who believe. Right? You will start understanding nature this way. Right. So that's all part of the Makki verses. You'll see a lot of description of nature and just trying to get people to understand and connect with their creator who created all of these things. This is the makhluk that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about. Number four, the other thing that Allah speaks about in the Makki verses are the stories of the prophets and the people of the past, right? In fact, you hardly have much discussion in the Madani verses of stories of prophets. You have a bit, right? It's not like absolutely it's just not allowed to have them in there. For example, there is the story of Musa alayhi salam and his people in Surah Al-Baqarah, right, which is a Madani surah. Likewise, you've got the story of Musa alayhi salam in Surah Al-Ma'idah as well. That's a Madani surah as well. You've got the stories then of, for example, Isa alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam in Surah Ali Imran, Surah Al-Saf, even though they're both Madani surahs as well. But the, uh, but the Isa and Musa alayhi salam are mentioned in those. But most of the time when you see a story Aside from these four surahs, it seems like most of the stories about the prophets are going to be in Makki verses and Makki surahs. Okay? And the reason is quite clear that this was stories have a major impact on human beings. Stories, just the nature of human being, when you hear a story, you relate, right? Your emotion tallies with the emotion in the story. You know, you take heed because it's another human like you. Okay, maybe a few hundred years ago, maybe a few thousand years ago, but it's something that you can relate to. And you see that the most interesting when you hear about these stories, for example, if you were to look at the story of Musa Salam and Pharaoh, you will see absolute parallels, like clear, evident, graphic parallels between Musa Salam and Pharaoh and the way Pharaoh speaks. Just look at, just, just, if you were to study just the words of Pharaoh and the people, قَالَ um, الْمَلَأُ Right, the, the assembly of uh, Pharaoh, meaning his ministers and so on, and their rhetoric. You, you hear the same stuff. You heard it from Trump. You heard it from uh, Bush before that. Very, very, you know, it's exactly the same way. You hear the same kind of rhetoric. You hear the same kind of um, slogans, the same kind of arrogance, the same kind of, you know, overconfidence and superiority complex and all the rest of it. And then when you hear what's happening, it's just... 
if only people who are in positions of and doing tyranny could hear this and take heed, but then you need a heart to do that, and that's why it doesn't happen. You don't have the heart. A lot of these places, they just make you very hard-hearted, and this is what the problem is. So, that is one of the benefits. That's why now, as an example, right, if you want to look, check uh, the stories that I mentioned in Surah Al-A'raf, in Surah Yunus, in Surah Hud, and others. You will find, when you read those stories in those few surahs, right, you will find it's so effective. Those stories are so effective. And if you're going through something in life, you've got issues with others, you start reading that. And that's what it's for. You will find huge lessons in them, right? You know, we, we're not here to do tafsir today. Um, if you want, you know, while you're listening to this, and if you've got time, you, and if you did not, uh, or even if you did, uh, if you took the last year, you attended the 30-day tafsir program, Right, you, they're all online. They're all on zamzamacademy.com. They're on YouTube as well. You can you can listen to those at the same time. You know, uh, as you go along, and you you'll find everything that I'm saying. In fact, you should do that. You should do that. You should listen to those when we're doing this, because what you'll do is you'll then find the parallel, and this stuff will become much more effective for you, right? Because I can't. I'm not going to go and do another lengthy tafsir. You know, in these sessions, because this is more about speaking about the Quran as opposed to the tafsir of the Quran, right? Because this is very important uh, knowledge. But if you if you do go through that, inshallah, you will find that beneficial. You will find it amazingly effective in the what you can take from these surahs about the way people have been destroyed, about the ends of people, and so on and so forth. So look at this now. Just going to mention to you one story, one one selection. This is from. A beautiful surah. I love it all the time. Every time I read it, it just starts off, you know, uh, even the way it starts is amazing. It starts off with a bang. It starts off with huge, you know, aspects of majesty by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in there is a story of Musa alayhi salam and the Pharaoh. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ghafir, فَوَقَاهُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِ مَا مَكَرُوا وَحَاقَ بِآلِ فِرْعَوْنَ سُوءُ الْعَذَابِ النَّارُ يُعْرَضُونَ عَلَيْهَا غُدُوًّا وَعَشِيًّا وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ أَدْخِلُوا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ أَشَدَّ الْعَذَابِ So this is after uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the entire story and all the rest of it. Then Allah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then protected them and safeguarded, safeguarded them from all the evil of their plots. And it was a severe punishment that encompassed the people of Pharaoh. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about what's going to happen to them afterwards, that the fire is going to be presented in front of them morning and evening. This is in their grave. This is what ulama have understood that even in their grave now, the fire is going to, uh, is going to be presented in front of them right in the morning and evening. And on the day of judgment, when the day of judgment occurs, it's going to be said that enter the people of Pharaoh into the worst punishment, into a worse punishment, which shows that they're actually being punished right now because there's a worse punishment that's awaiting them on the day of judgment. And uh, then it carries on. فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُغْنُونَ عَنَّا نَصِيبًا مِّنَ النَّارِ This is beautiful. This is, this is actually really heart-softening. So that they will then dispute and they will argue in the hellfire. So the, those who were taken as weak and who just followed the, 
because of force and coercion. They followed the stronger ones, all you know, uh, in the wrong though. The weaker ones will say to the stronger ones that we used to just follow you. Inna kunna lakum taba'a. We were just followers of yours. Will you be able to help us uh, from this hellfire? Meaning help us, save us from some aspect of this hellfire. So, ya Allah, how will they respond? قَالَ الَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا إِنَّا كُلُّمْ فِيهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ حَكَمَ بَيْنَ الْعِبَادِ Those who used to be the, 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 the stronger ones on that day, they will say, meaning the ones who used to be arrogant, that's the literal meaning here, that we're all in it. We're all in it together now, essentially. You know, we're all in it together. And that's exactly how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has judged it. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ فِي النَّارِ لِخَزَنَةِ جَهَنَّمَ دَعُوا رَبَّكُمْ يُخَفِّفْ عَنَّا يَوْمًا مِنَ الْعَذَابِ Those people who are then going to be in the hellfire, they're going to be saying to the gods of Jahannam, call your Lord, call your Lord so that he can lighten, um, at least one day of this punishment, he can lighten for us. So then they, the response will be, أَوَقَالُوا أَوَلَمْ تَكُوا تَأْتِيكُمْ رُسُلُكُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ قَالُوا بَلَى So remember, بَلَى Right? This word itself shows that this is a Makki verse. They would say that didn't your messengers used to come to you with clear signs, clear proofs? They said, of course. So go and call then. Go and you make your own dua. But their duas are going to be going to the wayside. Their, their prayers, their calls will not amount to anything. And then Allah says and finishes off, Imagine you reading this, right, about these poor souls, these poor guys in, in hellfire. May Allah protect us from being in the hellfire. Then Allah says, but we will certainly help our messengers and those who believe, right? We assist them, we help them in this worldly life and the day and on the day of judgment. The day when no oppressor you know, will benefit from his excuse. And for them is the curse. And that is the most evil abode for them. You see, the other thing that, the, uh, aside from all of these things, the Makki verses, another thing that it talked about a lot are the akhlaq and the character. Because remember, it was trying to change people and nurture them. So 13 years the discussion is also about conduct, character, behavior, respect, and everything else, right? Uh, whether that be, you know, interpersonal character, social character, whatever it is. So, when you look at it, you'll, you'll see all of this, the concept of, you'll find the concepts of uh, truthfulness, uh, of goodness to others, of uh, family kinship, tying, you know, tying the knots of kinship, obedience to parents, uh, respect of your uh, jar, your, your neighbor, right? Um, purity of the heart is discussed, purity of the tongue is discussed, and so uh, all of this is discussed in then the despicable nature of blameworthy character is mentioned. Why kufr is so bad, why transgression is so bad, why oppression is bad, why burying your daughters alive as they used to do why that is so bad why killing others murder and all of this for no reason and and fornication all of that is discussed now look at these verses the this is i mean i'm not going to read all of this to you but this is check this out for yourself right um, just after the class suratul isra verses 33 to 39 you will find in there that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about an absolute collection of various different characters all in one place. This is in Surah Al-Isra. 
says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍّ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا So the first thing here is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed that you will not worship anybody but Him. That's the first thing. And immediately after that, and you must treat your parents well. right? And if any of them reach old age, while they're, because that's when they're mostly in need. If they're young age, they can look after themselves, uh, but you're still good with them at that time. But especially, saying especially when they reach old age with you, right? and they are more in need, they're weak and so on, right? any of them or both of them, then don't even say oof, right? You know this verse, I mean, it's constantly mentioned. Don't even say oof, don't uh, uh, censor them in any other way. Say good things to them, say a, a good word to them, right? Say soft words to them. Lower your wings. The idea is that don't think you can fly off, but lower your wings. So it's like, take it easy. Lower your wings, right? Of humility. From mercy. And make a dua. Say, Our Lord, have mercy upon them just the way they used to nurture me when I was small. So now they are in need. Ya Allah, you look after them. You have mercy upon them. Anyway, it carries on, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses several things. I'm not going to read everything, but when you read it, you'll find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about. You know, people who are close to you, give them their right. The miskeen, the Ibn Sabil, the traveler who, who needs, don't be wasteful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Don't be extravagant, don't be wasteful because those people are the brothers of the shaitan. And uh, thereafter, don't be stingy either. Be balanced in this regard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that spreads the sustenance for you. Allah is the one who can restrict it, who can, who can expand it. Then, then the discussion is that Never, despite you know, your, your greatest fears of poverty, don't ever kill your children. We're the ones who are going to provide them. right? And killing them is, is, a huge, is a huge sin. Then after that Allah says, this is the famous verse, don't even go close to fornication because it is a major unchastity, it's an immorality, and it's a really, really bad way. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses, don't kill people, right? Uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made unlawful for you to kill. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses all of that, then says, don't go close to the wealth of the orphan, right? Unless there's a, a way that is a right for you to do that, fulfill your promises, your covenants, there's something that, that will be asked about on the Day of Judgment. If you make a covenant with somebody, you will be asked about this on the Day of Judgment. Uh, make sure you give full measure. When you're, when you're selling something, give full measure. Don't, don't, don't trick people. Don't, don't cheat people like that. Use a proper measure to measure with. Don't have a faulty measure that is to your benefit. Right? And then the final advice there is that don't sit with people who have no knowledge, right? Because remember, your listening, your sight, your, your sight, your hearing, everything is going to be questioned about who you listen to, who you sit with, and all of these things. And then Allah then says also, وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ maraha. Don't walk uh, exultingly and arrogantly on the ground, right? You're not going to be able to tear the ground. Don't think that you can you know, overcome the ground just by your gait in the way you walk. Right? or that you'll reach the mountains, and so on. 
All of this is really, really bad and disliked in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally Allah says, ذَلِكَ مِمَّا إِلَيْكَ رَبُّكَ مِنَ الْحِكْمَةِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرْ فَتُلْقَى فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَلُومًا مَدْحُورًا Just beautiful. The way Allah, Allah's words are, you know, uh, inshallah you'll learn Arabic. Inshallah you'll learn Arabic and start appreciating this. So this is exactly what, this is all that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to you, your Lord has revealed to you of the wisdom. All of this is wisdom. And do not ever take another God with Allah. So ev uh, otherwise eventually you're going to be thrown into Jahannam and you'll be really regretful. You'll be really, really regretful and at loss if you're thrown into Jahannam. Those were the Makki verses. They discussed all of these different things. N the nature, the human being, what oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, stories of the past people, uh, akhlaq, character, conduct, all of this was to set the scene. That this is what it is. And alhamdulillah, as you know, so many people became Muslim. So many people entered the fold of Islam. So many people migrated. And then in Medina Munawara, the, the entire tribes of Aus and Khazraj that formed the Arab tribes there, they all became Muslim. MashaAllah, now they had a house, they had a place, and there were other people who were joining them. Right? This was the effect of the Makki Surahs. Right? They had the character, they had the akhlaq. The same people that would be uh, that, that would have buried the daughters alive and now uh, are going to argue about who's going to pick up somebody's daughter out of affection, right? That's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed it. You'll find all of this in the Makki verses, right? Not to say that Madani verses don't have any of these advices. They, 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 have on, they, they, they have other ideas, but they also include some of this. So now let's move quickly into uh, the Madani verses, although we don't have uh, too much time left. So what we'll do is the Madani verses, they discuss, I'll just explain this in brief to you and then we'll, cut, we'll, finish, we'll have to finish this off tomorrow, right? Um, the Madani verses, they primarily deal with the legislation now, right? This is now obligatory upon you, this is haram upon you, uh, you must do this this way, you must distribute your inheritance this way, you must now fast. All of this discussion is there in detail. That you know your mother will get one sixth, and otherwise she'll get one third, and your father will get one sixth, uh, or he'll take the rest. And if your sons and daughters are together, they'll get the sons will get double that of the sister, and so on. Right? Likewise, the ahkam, the the laws of salat, the laws of zakat, the laws of fasting, the laws of hajj. Right? And also number of discussions regarding buying and selling your uh, interpersonal, um, or you can say your dealings. All of that is discussed. The muamalat buying and selling, what is wealth, how you should deal with wealth, how you should look at wealth. Then there's a lot of other social issues that are mentioned in the Medinan verses. For example, how to do nikah and why nikah is so important and talaq and uh, even nursing is, is talked about, right? Then it's discussed, huge discussion about talaq. I mean, you've got the whole surah to talaq, right? And then you've got in uh, other surahs, Surah Al-Baqarah, numerous discussions about talaq and the waiting period and the widow and all of this discussion is there. Then you've got all the discussion of the penalties, um, the, the hudud, the penalties, the qisas, an eye for an eye, uh, what happens if somebody wounds somebody else. All of this discussed and if you want this, you'll find them mostly in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Nisa, Surah Al-Ma'idah and Surah Al-Nur. Full of this, it's just mashallah, full uh, like a, like a book of fiqh, fiqh almost, right? Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Nisa, Surah Al-Ma'idah, Surah Al-Nur, and of course in other places as well. There's Surah Al-Talaq, for example. The second thing that you'll find in there 
is invitation to the people of the book. Now you don't find that as much in the Makki because there it was mostly with the Mushrikeen that the Muslims were dealing, that the Prophet was dealing with. But once you come to Medina Munawwara now, Medina Munawwara had the Arab tribes, right? And then you had the, the, the Jewish tribes. And then further north, you had the Christian tribes, right? Of Najran and other places. So now the discourse is with the people of the book. So whenever there's discussion of the people of the book, that's going to be in the Madani verses, the Da'wah to the Yahud, the Nasara and so on. Um, lots of evidences are provided there, right? So the evidences are not about shirk and other things. They're more about, you know, uh, Isa alayhi salam not being the son of God and all of that discussion is there, right? You'll find again, if you want to find this discussion, you'll find a lot of this in Surah Al-Baqarah, it's there. You'll find it in Surah Ali Imran, right? A lot of discussion about the Bani Israel and Surah Al-Ma'idah and other surahs. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Because Ibrahim was somebody that was looked upon as the patriarch, uh, respected by Christians, Jews and the Muslims. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarifies in the Qur'an that Ibrahim was neither Yahudi, neither was he Nasrani, Nazarene, but he was Hanifa. Right? He was Hanifa, which means he was a pure monotheist. That's what Hanifa means. And a submitter, Muslim. And he was not of the polytheist. Thereafter, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, and uh, you'll find all of this in Surah Al-Baqarah, for example. Ya ahl al-kitab lima tuhajjuna fi Ibrahim wa ma... And Surah Al-Imran. Ya ahl al-kitab lima tuhajjuna fi Ibrahim wa ma unzilati al-Tawrat wal-Injil illa min ba'dih. Afala ta'qilun. O people of the book, why do you dispute regards to Ibrahim? Alayhi salam. So, the, all of this discussion is there. The number three, the discussion there is a big description about the munafiqeen. Because this was a big issue. Uh, the munafiqeen, this was a big issue. They were a major irritant. So there's not much discussion in Makkah about them because they weren't there. They started in Medina Munawar because now Islam had grown strong. So they had to show that they're allied with Islam. And Allah discusses their, their private meetings. So they would have a private meeting at night. The next day there would be a verse about it. It would be like, who told you about that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal all of this. Allah would warn them. He would try to explain to them and everything. And there's a huge da'wah for them and explanation of them and then their punishment. And then it just becomes open. So all of that is there. The number four is... The, the, uh, the Madani verses that you'll find in the Madani surahs, what else you'll find is international relationships. You'll, you'll discuss that because now, because Islam had become a state in Medina Munawwara, there were, there, there were a lot of communications with the different leaders from around. So um, th there, there's a lot more discussion about that. Um, for example, what to do in battle, right? How to do, how to do battle how to do peace treaties, how to settle, make settlements, how to write covenants. Right? You'll find all of this, Surah Al-Anfal, uh, Surah Al-Bara'a, you'll find all of this discussion in there, how to deal with the spoils of war, right? how to deal with prisoners. That discussion is Surah Al-Bara'a, it's there. Right? How to deal with prisoners, Surah Al-Anfal, it's there. Right? Um, generally, for this, you'll find this, if you want to check this out, in terms of uh, relationships and uh, um, 
and other interactions of that nature. Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Anfal, Surah Al-Bara'ah, Surah Al-Qital, which is Surah Muhammad, right? Surah Al-Fatih, Surah Al-Hashr. So there's this whole international law that's uh, the, the propounded by the Quran. And there essentially is based on principles rather than very specifics is based on principles that can be applied anywhere so anybody you know who looks into the quran for that they will find that in these stories as well so let us stop here tomorrow the uh, all that we have left from the makki and badni surahs is the actual style so this was the content we discussed but in terms of the language used the wording used the size of the verses uh, the, the the style the sound of the verses they're both different in the makki and the madani so inshallah that's really interesting especially if you appreciate you know good reading and so on um, that you you'll start seeing the difference between them right so inshallah we will discuss that tomorrow jazakallah khair may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all i just like to mention that i am receiving some suggestions and feedback and inshallah uh, it's really good that i'm receiving feedback you know this is a really weird way of teaching because Generally, we would be sitting somewhere right, and everybody would be in front. I would be able to see some reactions. I would be able to see scowls on the face, uh, concerned looks, uh, excitement, you know, whatever. So I will know whether you're understanding something, whether you're not understanding something, right? Uh, I'm trying to make it as simple as possible and keep it as interesting as possible so that you can actually benefit. I hope you are, inshallah, I hope you are. It would be lovely to hear from you because, again, I'm just speaking to a camera. You guys are in different parts of the world. So... If you are benefiting or you're not benefiting or you would like some, something to be discussed or you particularly enjoyed something or there was something that you found very difficult or challenging, I would love to hear from you. you know, contact us through Zamzam Academy you know, through the, the email on there and we would love to hear from you. Just, just words from you would be wonderful so that at least there's some interaction right? and uh, we, 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 we can see what's going on inshallah. Right? Mashallah, there are people who are communicating but there's uh, you know hundreds of people out there you know who are listening to this every day so we'd like to hear from you jazakallah khair may allah bless you please keep us all in your dua not just me and my family but also our producer ismail and his family and everybody else that helps in this regard and everybody who contributes in any way whatsoever jazakallah khair assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh jazakallah khair for listening may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless you and if you're finding this useful you know um uh, as they say, do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.